Welcome into the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncom.com to browse the work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And Mike, it's been a, a week or two here. How have you been? Great. Great. Yeah. I uh, actually took a little time off and made my wife happy, I think. And, yeah. Uh, um, the kids did okay. <laughs> Keeping <laughs> things running. And the building didn't burn down. There you go. So, uh, but yeah, we couldn't do radio. Couldn't see yeah. Jim. Small, small victories there. Uh, you look nice and tan too. So you must have been going somewhere warm where you got uh, to get out and get some sun. I think it was warm everywhere. Yes, that, that's actually a really good point too. Uh, today we're talking about bathroom remodels, how to plan for one. And I'll start with this part of it here as we kind of work through each one of these. But as uh, different ideas uh, as for the remodel. But what is the, I guess, the order uh, of like when people are remodeling a bathroom as far as. Uh, how long you maybe that new build remodel lasts, but then also, are you more likely to do the the main bathroom that everyone's using, or the master bath, or or else the girls share a bathroom in the hallway, which in theory is also you know like the people come over they can use that one too. Yep. You know what's kind of the tier of people you know remodeling a bathroom? Um, it seems like we do a, a lot of master baths. Um, it 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 runs in streaks. Um, a lot of times, if we're doing the master bath, we're also probably hitting that main bath because it's it that one is a little less money. It's more utilitarian. Um, if you're going to do something fancy, it's generally in the master bath. That's where it's a little bigger. And um, I've noticed that uh, when you know we've had a, a, a few year run here of the of the houses being worth a little more money every year, and I think that allows people to invest in their house and that's one of those big ticket items that um uh nobody's in a rush to do just because it's, it's a it's a pain in the butt to have your bathroom torn apart and it costs a, it costs money uh just like a kitchen um so people tend and i'm this way too we procrastinate until it really needs it and then uh <laughs> so it gives you some years to think about what you want to do i i i have noticed uh as the housing values have come up and maybe if the stock market does okay that people are uh, change their view of what their master bath should look like. You know, all of a sudden it's like, well, I think I want some of these things I've been yeah. seeing online, and so it drives a lot of remodeling. Well, and, and kind of uh, what we're going to do today is kind of walk through the steps of what you want it to look. You know, what you should be doing for a remodel and steps for it. First one is, what do I want it to look like? And you kind of talked about you know seeing things online. What how's that process kind of changed, and, and what does it look like now from maybe when you started with probably magazines to now people are pulling up online clips or Pinterest or things like that, but and how much does that kind of influence design? Because maybe back in the day you might not have seen some of the the, the things you might really like because you're only going to get Magazine X or now the internet, you can find any image for anything you're looking for out there. Yeah, and I, I was kind of wondering too, like, as you're talking, uh, there were less options back then, and maybe it was because there was no way to find them. <laughs> like right. you could, you could, now you can, now you know, everybody knows, you can go on Kohler's website and find a hundred different faucets, maybe fifty. I'm not sure what the number <laughs> is, but they all have options within options. So you got color options and style options. And um, um, now online, you can you can sort of build this picture in your head and go find that online. And we we encourage people. I would say I'm going to give you some homework. Uh, need you to go online and and find some things you like. Um, uh, you don't have to find the whole thing, the the perfect remodel or the the end product. I want it to look exactly like this, but but if you tell us, if you send us over a picture or you tag some things online and send us your library on, on Pinterest, yeah. 
Um, that gives our designers a lot of ammo to go, okay, now I can see what they like and where they're headed, what their style is. Um, when that system first showed up of uh, finding things online, House and Pinterest, um, they're still king. I'm sure there's other other places to go, but that's that's where you're going to find the most stuff, H-O-U-Z-Z. I, that's where I like to go uh, and dream a little dream once in a while. But um, I when it first showed up, it was kind of, we called it uh, cut and paste remodeling. Like people would go, okay, I want a crown on my ceiling. I want a double sink. I want um, a freestanding tub. I want a, a tile shower. And pulling these elements together um, without really doing a lot of design. And I think that that's where if we've gotten better at something, it's it's our designers now will will take that ammo, take that that the the loads in the gun, whatever it is, and um, and start to do real design work to pull this stuff together, uh, bringing in those products that maybe you didn't you haven't seen yet. Um, I think there's we get exposed to a lot more more tile and and flooring choices and countertop choices that that didn't make the magazine or didn't make the website yet. Um, because they haven't been pulled into design, and that that's been a really interesting, fun process for me is just to watch um, how can how can we do so many bathrooms and kitchens and not have two look the same? And it's a lot of it's because of our uh, it's all because of our designers and the options that they have, and they're able to pull together. Um, they might not have had that tile a year ago, right? And they, you know now we've got it. Well, and you kind of talked about the design process here, and we're talking about more of. You know, how do you want your place to look? But your designers, uh, I'm guessing when they enter your house, they're probably also getting a feel for what you like and, and can also kind of give advice of how this bathroom could fit the rest of the house. You don't want to like have a bathroom, like a house that's modern country, and then the bathroom looks like it's a, a you know New York uh, bathroom or whatever, a downtown New York City chic bathroom. I mean, yeah. I guess you could, but that could be a little out of place. Right. And But, but it's okay if somebody likes that style because... Yeah. Uh, a good designer can then go, okay, how do we, how do we give it a little bit of that feel? You know, maybe one thing or two things. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm laughing at myself because there's, there's a lot of times now um, I'll be asking homeowners those questions and I'll look over at, at Heather or one of our other designers and, and say, you already, you already know what they like, right? Right. Yeah. And they're like, yep. Yep. <laughs> we, they, they do look at uh, the things you've bought, the furniture you've yep. bought, the colors you've already picked out. Um, and maybe maybe some of the things that you have sitting around, and they can tell a lot about what you like. So, but I, but I still think um, you can push those you can you can push those limits a little bit too. You can you you may you may not have bought the same product if you'd have known there was a different one out there that would fit your style. So we have we have people in pretty traditional houses that like contemporary things, and uh, that can sometimes be uh, the those best looking designs come out of that because now we're trying to f- we're we're fitting that into this house uh, in small ways or um, in, in in ways that nobody have ever thought of before and, and it can be a, a really cool look and and that's kind of you know the design process that I wanted to kind of talk about is that you're going to have your ideas uh, if you're working with edge construction but then edge construction can kind of give you some ways to make it work the best or make it fit the house or you know make it sure it is exactly what you're actually picturing in your mind here. Uh, one of the parts uh, for the design process here, though, is another interesting one of, can I change the layout or would it be too costly or disruptive to alter the plumbing? Obviously, that's going to go case by case, but 
Uh, changing a layout is not something that's out of bounds for what you guys do pretty regularly. No, I mean it. It, it used to be. We used to whine about stuff like that. Like we, yeah. Um, and homeowners still have some residual thoughts that it's a much bigger deal to have a pipe over here versus over there, right? And I, we now have a saying that says design should come first. So uh, when when you're designing this stuff in CAD um, or, or on paper or however you're doing it. Um, you still the end goal is for it to feel right. You know, you want it, you want it to be attractive. You want it to feel right. You don't want uh, pinch points. You don't want areas that that feel unnaturally. Maybe you know, you're not going to put a, a, a enormous tub in a tiny bathroom. It just look right. ridiculous. But um, and vice versa. So you need to figure that stuff out. So so much of the design process is figuring out how it's going to feel, and and along with how you want it to look, and that functionality thing of uh, we're we're a lot of times replacing some of those those pipes and things, anyways, because I look at it like if we're if we're gonna open this thing up, if we're gonna if we're, if we're gonna tear this bathroom down and rebuild it from scratch, we're not gonna leave things behind the wall that should have been upgraded. That's our chance, right, to fix yeah. that stuff. So moving it a little bit um, really should depend on the design. There are some challenges. Sometimes you go, you know, we just can't do that because there's there's a beam in the way or there's some other reason. That would just make it ridiculous to do, but um, um, other than that, we move we move things around all the time. This is the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on one hundred point five ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin Demand. Welcome back to the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on one hundred point five ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at six three six Edge. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com and browse the work and read reviews. You can go to House and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And we're talking about things to. Uh, look for and how to plan for a bathroom remodel. So, you know, you, you said before last segment that, you know, changing the layout of a bathroom is not crazy and design should come first. Uh, I just want to kind of double back on that part. That's kind of like your your philosophy now at, at Edge Construction is, uh, you know, design to come first. And look, some of it can tie into the next thing we're talking about too with like lighting and maybe there's a way to put a, an actual natural light or window into the bathroom. But um, our... Are there common things? Is it expanding space in the master bathroom? Are there other common ways you are doing uh, changing a layout or, or changing the space of a master oh, bathroom? Oh yeah, uh, because a lot of smaller houses we work on a ton of. You know, I call it normal land. We work in yeah old houses, newer newer houses, and, and a lot of the older you get past back past the eighties into the seventies, and there weren't really a lot of master baths like we would think of now. Like your your house yeah. has a enough space to be called a real true master bath. And and uh, we've got one coming up that is a, a typical '70s ranch house, and there's a a bath off the master bedroom. I'm not going to call it master bath. <laughs> it's kind of like this. I'm six foot three, but this shower, I don't know how. I'm not sure I could get in there. I, I'd have to. I don't know. It's got a, a lower ceiling. <laughs> the door on it was like 20 inches wide. Little little glass door you couldn't see through. And I think I've seen this looking at houses. This exact <laughs> bathroom. I know what you're talking is, about. Yeah, yeah, ugly and uh, it, it it's it's the tile work on it's falling apart. It needs remodeling, but you know you don't really want to go back in there with the exact same layout. That's right. that would be foolish and. Uh, the the guy was same size as me and he's like I don't I can't even shower here <laughs> we got to do something <laughs> yeah. and so there's it, it gets inventive we start looking at the rooms that are around it the closets maybe that are butting up against that bathroom and just figuring out a way to get six more inches here or a foot there and um, there are ways to do it we've always found ways to do it and never left that dinky little 
shower there. Um, but it, it, it's it's much harder than doing it. Design is easy when you've got a bunch of space. We're in a, we're in a room like we're sitting in now. This yeah. is you know, 14 by 18 is a lot of space. That'd be a huge master bath. But uh, even half of that is a good size master bath. It's when you're when you're dealing in small spaces that it gets to be a trick. Um, it, it it is amazing how much time those spend in design and just playing with the plan and figuring out the idea. I, I think that it also has. This is where the designers really shine because um, the products you pick you pick out and how you install them can give that space a different feel, right? Yeah. If, you, if it's light and airy, and I know we're getting to lighting next, yeah. But um, um, if you're putting heavy product in there with uh, bold, sometimes the bold colors, it really the walls close in on you. You just need a bigger space for some of that stuff. And you know, you talk about the walls closing in and making a place. You can also probably make a space feel bigger with lighting. And that's kind of the next thing we're talking about here. There's a lot of different things you can do for lighting in a bathroom. I know that's one of the pet peeves in our master bathroom is that this is not good <laughs> not lighting. Quite enough. Yeah, there's two lights above, like vanity lights above the uh, mirrors, and and actually the ceiling fan does or the the ceiling vent doesn't have a fan. And then there's natural light. So there's just like corners. Like I always joke, like the left side of my face, I got no light on it because it's just kind of <laughs> it's dark. I have to kind of lean in to try to to try to get any sort of light on it to to yeah. shave or whatever because it's just it's just it's just not well lit in there, which yeah. I don't think it's uncommon. It's not uncommon. Uh, you know, up until 10 years ago, we weren't really worrying that much about it. We, that, that fixture over the sink you're mentioning, that was kind of the workhorse. Yeah. That was supposed to kind of do everything. And if that wasn't enough, well, I guess it's too bad. <laughs> I don't right. know what you're supposed to do. Um, the LED technology has helped because now we're, we're – every job we do is – we call it a shower can – it's basically an LED light that looks like a, a recessed fixture over the shower. Um, I, I look at like you mentioned putting windows in a bathroom. Yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. nice. It really limits the design sometimes yeah, because yep. you, you've got a, a vanity with a mirror above it and lights. Well, you can't have a, anything there. Um, showers. It's not yeah. ideal to have a, a, a window in a shower. We 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 do a lot of it because we're dealing with the the cards that were dealt right yeah, yeah. a lot of times on houses. <clears throat> and there's ways to do it, and we do it all the time. Um, but I would say it's not ideal. Um, but even if you've got windows everywhere, in Wisconsin, uh, half the year it's dark when I get up and it's dark yeah. when I get home. So, yeah. I, you know, you have to daylight those rooms, uh, whether it's the kitchen, anything else, at least have the option, right, of turning the light on. Uh, so that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're layering light. That's uh, I like to talk about lighting in layers. Uh, the picture I brought in has a uh, uh, – there's probably – three or four different layers of lighting in there. Um, you have a, a fixture over the sink. This, sh- this shows a lighted uh, medicine cabinet, which we've done a, a lot of those here lately. Um, I don't know how they... I don't know how practical it is. It doesn't look like to me it's getting a lot of light off, but I think it's getting where you need it. If you need yeah. to be putting your makeup on, Jim, you know, shaving, <laughs> I don't know what, what you're doing in there. Um, this one actually has toe kick lighting underneath the cabinets. I was going to ask about that. It's the first time I've really seen that. It's a, it's uh, again LED technology has made some of this possible. We had a, a, a house a, quite a while ago. We did for a, an older couple, and they were asking uh, they were not healthy, and and one of them had actually real health problems. And we're asking, okay, at night we get up and go to the bathroom. Is there some kind of pressure switch thing when I step in there that some toe kick lighting can come on underneath the? And we did it. It was awesome. It worked great. Um, you know, when you're young and healthy, you just don't think about this stuff, and right. unless it's maybe a little gimmicky, I guess. Right. Yeah. But, 
but yeah. that's another layer. So we've got uh, three layers there. Um, we put in an amazing Panasonic bath fans. You can't even hear. They're they're not even that expensive. I don't know why builders don't use them, but they're too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, builders. Uh, and a lot of times we put a light in there, you know, lighted fan. That's another layer. The shower can. Um, and you can, with that LED technology now, you can do just about anything. Um, so that that part of it, a bathroom is just a place you need a lot of light, and it traditionally just hasn't been done right, I think. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, I don't really don't know the reason why. I think it, you're probably right on the idea of trying to use that vanity light to try to light the entire yeah. uh, entire bathroom. Why they just didn't put lights in the ceiling like every other <laughs> uh, room well, in the house? Yeah, um, but uh, recessed lighting, traditionally, it's that big can that goes up in the drywall, up in the ceiling. And there, there's a lot of stuff in those floors, in those floor systems. There's heat oh, runs going yeah. through there. There's other things. So it really limits where you can put that kind of stuff. Um, there's there's uh, pipes from the fan that have to go out. Um, and so that has made gotten much easier with the LED technology because the, the LED can lights, uh, we'll just call them can lights, they're really not, yeah. but they're an inch thick. I mean, they they can go in pretty much anywhere, and it and, uh, doesn't matter what's up in those ceiling joists. So it's given us a lot of flexibility. Yeah, that, that does make sense. And I, I guess the other thing I'll ask here with the lighting part of it is, are there changes you kind of talked about, obviously, uh, in the shower or the, the under lighting, but uh, for that vanity lighting, are there different types of fixtures that have been improved that you guys you know, use that can help with that? Or Yeah, it's it's uh, the, it's the gamut, right? There's a, just a million options for that stuff. Um, we routinely now have people that don't, they don't want to rely on that light. They don't like the big light over the mirror. They think it looks ugly. Uh, so they'll do something softer like sconces, which is sort of an upside-down light on either side of the – and then a lighted um, medicine cabinet or mirror. And then they're daylighting with LEDs um, in other areas. So you we can put in those. They dim great now. They finally figured that out. Uh, so you the idea is you just light it like crazy, light it like daylight, and then have control, so you yeah. can you can dim it down, or you can if you don't like it, so brighten. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show, one hundred point five ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show, one hundred point five ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Ed's Construction. Call Mike at six three six Edge. You can go to edgeconstructioncom and browse the work and read reviews. You can go to House Instagram and and Facebook uh, to see more of uh, their work and examples. So they were talking about. How to plan a bathroom remodel? There's a lot of different ways to to go into it. We started with talking about uh, what do you want in a bathroom. You know, actually, Mike, I actually skipped over that one. The first thing that we're supposed to be doing here is uh, talking about what do I want in a bathroom from a functional uh, perspective. Uh, I would assume, obviously, you need a you know a toilet and a shower, and, a, and but maybe you don't want a tub, and, and you don't I want think those sorts of idea. things here. Yeah. Good thing I want to go review what we talked about because the first thing on the list, I thought that was just a little header under the picture but no that's the first topic there of yeah if you are going to figure out what you want uh and we talked about it a little bit with the design or how do you want it to look part of it but what do you want in it there probably are must-haves for each different person in that design process there are um so in a master bath it seems to start with like when people say they want a, a real master bath a lot of times what they're telling us is they want a really great shower um in our past, right, in construction in our past, a lot of times people, builders start off with uh, with something that's a little more utilitarian. They've got the fiberglass tub and surround. They might have had a, a whirlpool like you've got in there. Yeah. There's a lot of them with that. Um, 
but none of that stuff was very attractive, and it was sort of plopped in there, right? That yeah. cut and paste stuff. Um, and so I think that's that when people tell us that, that's generally what they're thinking. They've got some real ideas on that show. Yes, they want an attractive vanity on top, and maybe double sinks and things like that. Um, the picture I brought in is is kind of a fun one because it's showing what I would call a, a wet room. Do you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, you see what you're talking that is, that is, I've never really seen that um, in real life, but it looks super cool in the picture here. It's uh, it's basically, this This was my wife's dream. Sorry, sorry boys, we had two <laughs> boys uh, and a daughter, which we didn't have to worry about. The boys, my uh, my wife always said, I wish I could just hose down the bathroom. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier <laughs> to clean it. Um, but yeah, wet room's that concept, right? Tile tile on the walls, um, a, a no threshold shower. So you can't tell from the picture, but uh, there'll be some pitch to that floor so it runs to, to a drain by the shower, even though there's not a, not a curb there, there's nothing in front of that. Um, and then you've got, uh, this one was big enough to have the tub, like a soaking tub, um, in, in the uh, freestanding tub in the shower, uh, which is very cool. You can see the niche built in. This took a lot of planning, and I, I loved the design. Um, and and that's some pretty cool stuff. Like I, I think that's where we're headed um, when people talk about that. So there, a lot of times people are saying, do I need the tub in the, in the uh, in my master master shower? And the answer is no, you don't need it in there. Um, it's good to have. Conventional wisdom says you got to have one tub in the house yeah. if somebody buys it that's got kids. Um, but uh, main bath can take care of that. So a lot of times we're taking that thing out. Um, and if we do have room to put something back in, we're doing that freestanding tub. They're they're attractive, really nice. Um, if you're into that stuff, so yeah, no, that white room is very uh, this very interesting idea, and it, it is nice because then you don't have to worry. It's just easier. It's, again, even with kids, yeah, you're right to hose them down. <laughs> and the water gets everywhere. You don't care if they yeah. spill out of the tub or whatever. And exactly, yeah, no, that's uh, so that, that is like you know, but there are a lot of different things functionally that you think about, including one of them could be. Uh, what sort of heating should I use in a oh, yeah. in a bathroom? And uh, you've obviously there's all these decisions to make and right. choices. And I'll let you kind of talk about different options for for heating. I know again, it's one of one of the ones in our bathroom right now. It's just well, I've bought a little tiny little space here that she'll click on before she gets in the shower, and I don't ever use it because I always forget to turn it off, so I don't even bother. She's got a good memory, so she'll turn it on and off. But like <laughs> she doesn't use it all the time, but sometimes super cold days. Uh, she'll click it on. I know there's there's vent heating underneath the vanity that pushes some heat in there, but sometimes Shower those tile so floors and yeah. the, it gets cold. But obviously, that's not a, a you know like a long term solution in a bathroom. But it's probably not uncommon to have some sort of heating source in there. Yeah. Um, so I'll just talk about what we run into. You mentioned the forced air. Um, that's generally what that's entry level. That's the starting point. Um, we 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 on the older houses we run into quite a bit of hot water heat. Um, and which makes it a challenge. So a lot of times we're going into in an older house that's got a radiator, you know, like a big radiator, yeah. um, or or a or a, a radiator that's a, a more modern one that's along the floorboards. Generally, those are rusty and don't look nice. So we know we've got to fix things up. Um, most people don't know that we can actually do a, a it's a it's a, a toe kick radiator. So it can actually go underneath the cabinets. So we pipe over with water, hot yeah. water. Uh, it can be thermostat operated, so it's got a fan just like your forced air. So it's this radiator underneath the cabinet that you can set the temperature and it'll use the hot water heat to heat the bathroom when you need it, when you want it. Nice. And so it's a pretty slick option for, for that. And it also frees up some room because radiators just eat up space and uh, generally we have not enough of that. Um, that 
in floor heating, which uh, we're, we're going to talk about, yeah. especially because you brought up your your um, <laughs> a little space heater, there, yeah. your wife's plan yeah. there. Yep. Um, now, I mean, getting fancy does cost money, but when you when you see how nice it is, it's it's worth it to a lot of people. Um, we do uh, in a tile floor. We can we can basically run wire underneath the tile. It's a, a special system that we do. We do it in house. We do it ourselves. Uh, it runs on low voltage, so even if it ran all day, it's like uh, less than a dollar, I think, a day to run wow. it. It's, it's pretty slick. Warms up the floor. Um, you can you can now have a programmable thermostat for this. So if you get up at six, you can have this thing kicking at five thirty. So you're rolling in. You can you know, you're on yeah. warm floors. You yeah. can even have it go into the shower area, uh, heat up the bench or heat up the floor in there. So it's pretty pretty awesome system. Um, and I would say about half of the tile showers we do. We we do a, a in floor heat because it's just so fantastic. Uh, certainly, anybody that's had a system in the past like that opts for it. They like it. Um, well, that's probably the biggest indicator like, that it's a good system. If yeah. that <laughs> once you have it, you never go away from right. it. Yeah, uh, that's probably a pretty popular one. I know that I think the old house I had, uh, they had I think done their own basement remodel, uh, but it was actually I, I give them credit; they did a pretty good job. But they put in the vent where you push down the heat the heated oh. uh like the ceiling fan that pushed the heat down yep, into yep. it too that's one that uh, i know you know i actually it was nice to have because i didn't really for me i mean it was the basement it's so sort of times heat, be cooler, but yep. it's like you know every once in a while if it's really cold click that on while i get right out of you know right out of the shower and it's like oh this is great and then yeah. and i'll turn it off and i'm done with it because it's loud enough you also knew it was on yeah so that was a nice little trick well too. and the and the new ones are really nice like that uh like so we use that that panasonic stuff um, it's it's pretty quiet, um, pretty efficient, and uh, that is that it is uh, much less money, much easier to install than like an in floor heat or getting fancy with something else. So, I, the nice thing about it is, like you said, you you can just flip it on; it's instant heat uh, when when and where you need it. So it's not running all day and things like that. Yep. Uh, the next one here is, uh, and this kind of probably gets to the vanities, but storage, uh, and it's kind of a mix in there. I mean, I think everyone's different uh, as far as how much stuff they like to have around whether you've talked about before with kitchens or other things now <laughs> i think people are trying to get less and less stuff but um you know storage is nice with you know the cabinet above the the toilet and plus we have uh uh we took out the storage in the vanity though because we didn't need it we wanted it flat we put flat mirrors in there like oh little, like a uh, like, like yeah. framed up mirrors right, or yeah. whatever so we, we didn't want the we didn't need a storage in there and it kind of the ones that came with it builder grade we're kind of janky we're like let's just we we'll faked it out, but we had enough storage in the other places in the bathroom that we didn't we didn't need yeah. it. We had plus our ma- everyone's going to be different. Our master, our our walk-in closet is built in off of the um, bathroom, so we can keep extra towels and stuff like that in there too. So again, everyone's got a little bit of a so kind of split a different up your linen. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So everyone's got different needs for it, but storage is definitely part of it. It is, and uh, that that again is is uh, um, when you've got a, a good designer and options for storage. Um, there's there's neat stuff always coming down the pipe that we do uh, whether it's uh, if you've got enough room to have a linen cabinet or um, other kinds of storage. I don't know if you've seen um, it's fairly popular to do a, a good size maybe double vanity with with a um, a cabinet on top of the countertop that splits them. It's oh, kind of a neat. Yeah. We've done a few of those lately or fit storage into the wall. We just did one where we actually have a cabinet that's basically recessed into the wall. It was just in a spot that had a dead spot. Well, you know what? We can actually get um, storage in here. Uh, we can't really do it tr- tr- you know, traditional way, but yeah. it worked out really nice. Uh, there'll be pictures coming online. We, we actually just finished, I think, three kitchens and uh, this this bath. So um, should be some neat stuff to, online pretty quick. 
And the next one here, uh, while we wrap up this segment, next segment we'll get to uh, some you know design features, but disruption. And yeah, everyone's house is going to be different. Uh, we're lucky in our house. My wife does not think we're lucky now, but if we ever need to do a remodel of a bathroom, we have four bathrooms. That's four bathrooms to clean is what... Uh, it's unnecessary. I mean, uh, it is nice <laughs> every once in a while. Like, uh, my parents, uh, they're, they're, in a, they're over in the walk here, so I won't put them on blast. My brother, every once in a while, will come and be like, like if he has to use the bathroom, like, hey, can I just go downstairs in the basement? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like, because like he just can go worry, but not worry about someone knocking the door or or any of the other issues that come with it. But um, not everyone has multiple bathrooms. And if the master's out, you could you know you could go use shower somewhere else. No, like that's that's usually not especially downtown. It could be the the one bathroom uh, in the house is being worked on, or if the master that's the only one with a shower and all you got is like a, a small guest bathroom to use for the other thing. It can create some issues with that. It definitely does. Um, there's a lot of jobs that we've done where we are we are remodeling the only bathroom in the house. There's the smaller houses on the isthmus. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of small houses in the in the Madison metro. They are great. I I love them. We we work on them all the time. Have you ever seen the the I just call it the random Wisconsin toilet? The yeah, in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just you know, in the middle of the basement, there'll be a toilet in there. Yeah. And th- there's lots of people that come here from other states, and they're like, "What is that thing?" I was, don't take that out. <laughs> if right. you're going to redo your bathroom, you're going to need that. Yeah. Um, people people will do that. They'll if they have no no other choice, they've got to leave. Like you got to have a bathroom. Um, we're not putting a porta potty in your front yard. Right. But, right. Um, a lot of times they'll they'll use the the random toilet and go to the gym to to shower. Maybe they've got a relative in town that can yeah. help out. But if you've got a small house. Um, you know, you you work with uh, what you've got, um, but yeah, there's there's a fair amount of disruption. I, I think people sometimes have this view like that that bath remodel can be done in a few days or a week or two, and it's really it's more than that. Especially a master bath, where a lot of times we're having more than a week just in tile. So that that's not counting all of the turn it down, building it back up, getting it getting the prep work done. Um, Fully half the work in remodeling a bath is in the stuff you don't get to see and appreciate. So it's yeah. behind the walls. Um, we're fixing rot. We're replacing pipes. We're rewiring. We're we're doing all that stuff that really should be done on any bathroom model. So it does take a little longer and, and is some disruption. We'll talk about some design features next. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN at Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to House, Facebook, and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And we're talking about now, we're talking about bathroom models in general. We talked about maybe some uh, steps in planning a bathroom model. The other thing is design features, which is part of the steps there, but kind of going a little deeper into that part about it. We already talked about heated floors, a popular design feature in bathroom models. Proper lighting, which is, again, we've talked about. And, again, the whole show is up. Wisconsin on demand or wherever it is you listen to the podcast. Uh, the next one here, though, we have not talked a lot about. Uh, and you've talked about some with kitchens as far as the custom cabinetry. But uh, with vanities, in-drawer outlets, that's got to be something I know. It's one of the pet peeves of my wife. She hates cords out anywhere. So she's always unplugging and plugging things back in because, you know, you don't want to deal with uh, uh, with that part of it. But um, in-drawer outlets kind of cover that up. I've also, like, I know... I think in our house, there's on the side of the cabinet closest, which is weird, closest to the tub. Seems a little dangerous, but there's there's plugs over there you can't really see that you can, in theory, could keep things plugged in on the side of the cabinet. Okay. Um, I wouldn't recommend, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> the safe is built, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, there's, 
there's been a bunch of uh, uh, tech that's come out and kind of helped us on some of these things. Uh, and the the outlet that's in the drawer, have you ever seen one in in in, in I don't practice? Think so. uh, it's pretty slick. Um, we've done several, and I'm not sure how I feel. But I like the idea. Yeah. I'm not sure if the the practice has been um, perfected yet uh, because the, a lot of them are on like sort of this uh, I don't know this articulating arm that because you've got to have a wire that follows that yeah. that drawer out um, and and I haven't seen any yet that really don't interfere with the operation of the drawer. It's like that drawer works a little funny and sometimes people go you know what I don't know if I like that part. Can't you yeah. make it work better? And we're like well we do the best we can. Yeah. Um, now. There are times that we are taking a little different approach, and that is doing, going like just on the other side of that cabinet. And when you open the drawers, there are great storage solutions now for for things that you can aftermarket stuff that fit into cabinets, like like underneath the sink. And we'll mount outlets in there where people can keep their stuff plugged in. Uh, just pull out this uh, storage solution, yeah. use the blow dryer, use whatever they've got to use, and just put it right back in. And that's pretty slick. It's a way to keep things off, and it's and it's less moving parts. Yeah. Um, not to say that somebody hasn't developed the perfect product yet for this uh, drawer outlet thing, but it's uh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the idea. I like the idea. I mean, there's there's other ways to go too. You can do the pop up outlets and things, and but I'm just reluctant to cut a hole in a in a brand new stone countertop. Um, yeah. But uh, that part's that part's pretty neat. Um, it's and, and when done right, that 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 outlet behind the door I think is a pretty slick pretty slick option so neat way to go next one here uh, well storage which we've talked about before the other one is a shower niche and um, I know like a lot of showers have um, not it's more like the little ledge slight, yeah like slight ledge where you can fit like maybe the perfect size uh, <laughs> shampoo bottle or or right. uh, soap but not quite what you're looking for uh, the shower niche is something that I've seen. I see usually more like a hotel, like nicer hotels. They have it in there, and I think everyone appreciates it, but you never really think about trying to put it in your own bathroom. Right. And uh, we we never do a, a tile shower, really, that doesn't have a niche or a ledge. Uh, it's gotten pretty popular. We we just finished one last week where the the ledge, the back of the shower was five feet wide, and there's a ledge that goes across the whole thing. It's a, hopefully can accommodate the bigger shampoo bottle. Yeah, there you whatever's go. Yeah, going yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's very cool. Like in some of our pictures, I'm like, we should have an arrow pointing that there's a ledge there because you can't. You know, everything's tiled, and you're like, you don't really see it unless you know it's there. Whereas the niches get used as an accent, a lot of times as an accent to the tile, so it'll be something different in that in that niche. Uh, it's it's doesn't it's dual purpose. It also it's a it's a way to to store things in your shower, but it's also nice to look at. It fits the design, you know. So uh, we, by the way, a lot of the showers I see from other people are doing less a one foot wide, one foot tall niche. Um, I'm not sure I remember the last time we did one like that. We're actually now custom making niches. Sometimes they're three feet wide and a foot tall, or or or. I think we've got one coming up in pictures that'll be offset niches basically on the whole back of the shower. It's, it sounds a little crazy, but it's a very cool look and really added to the design and gave a bunch of storage. So <laughs> niches aren't niches anymore, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one, natural materials. Uh, I mean, obviously, you kind of talked about a granite countertop but or quartz. Uh, countertops are one spot, but are there other spots uh, that there's natural material? Yeah, um, the... The I don't know how you you know all tile is kind of made or or at least cut and machined, 
uh, like I'm talking like travertines are a, a, a more of a natural looking material. Um, out west, the sandstone products are seems kind of porous to me in a bathroom, but I know they treat them and uh, make it work. I love the look. Um, so if you get a chance, poke around online for that stuff. But uh, yeah, the uh, I've noticed over the last bunch of years, people there's this trend towards putting better quality products in houses, and I think it's really healthy. So that means uh, uh, get away from those particle board cabinets, put in something that's real wood. Um, the stone countertops, whether it's quartz or granite, uh, even the marbles now are, are, are making a little play. They're expensive, but the look is really cool, and it's a natural product. So um, a lot of times natural products, to me, are better quality, so I'm, yeah. I'm always for that. I always like that idea. Uh, the next one here is um, the handheld sprayer, which there's going to be a difference, uh, and you can kind of talk about it there, of like, like you can go to a big box store and just slap it on the top of your That's current. way different, yes. Yeah, so why don't you talk a little bit more about what this is. So so this is something you'll see a lot in our pictures where um, they've got a handheld, and we call it on a rail. So yeah. it's got like a rail that goes up and down. You can, it's it's usually always has a separate normal shower head. And it's got a little lever you can divert. So you can, you can have uh, both on at the same time a lot of times or or have just the shower head or just the uh, handheld. A handheld is pretty handy for everything from giving the dog a bath yeah. to, um, I don't know, maybe you can itch your shoulder yeah. with it or something. No, it's... it's Showering your kids. My wife, <laughs> showering uh, your kids. We, we put in like just one, like uh, from one of the big box stores, but it's just nice to pop it off and wash your hair out real quick. Even if they're taking a bath, it's just exactly. easier to pull it down. And, uh, and we you can rinse the, out your brand new shower. Exactly. You exactly. You call it, we call it the dog bath. Like, you're like all right, time <laughs> to get the dog bath. Uh, but yeah, it, it does. It, those are helpful, uh, but obviously much higher quality from... Like, yeah, I mean, it's when, more customized what you, you have. When you have a choice, when you have a chance to do it when the walls opened up, you can put a better quality product back there that's really meant for this dual purpose thing. So, pretty neat stuff. And uh, we'll wrap up here. I'll let you kind of describe a wow moment. In yeah. The, uh, in the I think that is like uh, just what, what it sounds like. Um, there's something in the bath where you're letting your personality come out. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times during the design process, the uh, the guy's side of it says, oh, you know, whatever she wants is fine. But I, when when you start looking around and and uh, the showroom and we have all, all that stuff, we've got the countertops, the tiles. It's amazing how all of a sudden both sides start to develop opinions and go, you know, I found something I really like. Is there a way to fit this into design? And I I think whether it's that shower or 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 something else in that bathroom. Uh, might be a, an amazing uh, Cambria countertop. Uh, we sell tons of them. Um, something that really draws your eye, and that's like that focal point. That it doesn't have to be a million dollars, but it's it it can be a standout design element. All right. Well, this has been the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show, one hundred point five ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.